to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments, and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes. I could list the typical names to you right now. Hmm. I could I could start with Robin, Aqualad, Stimpy. Mm. But no, 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 no. Cool. I want to. <laughs> I want to go a little bit deeper. I want to. I want to go to the very beginnings, like Sancho Panza. Oh, or, okay. Or take a little bit further into the future, Screech Powers. All right. Or, or Andy Richter. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, or even Crypto the Superdog. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> what? What am I talking about? Talking about sidekicks. Yeah. Now, sidekick, it's slang for a close companion or colleague who is usually subordinate to the one he or she accompanies. This is amazing. If you think about sidekicks, we talk about sidekicks all the time. And and sidekicks are in everything. They're in relationships. They're in uh, media, entertainment, television, movies, all of it. Comic books, right, the whole were, thing. It was, a, it was a very short-lived television show in the 80s starring Gil Gerard and, Eddie Ray, and uh, Ernie oh. Reyes Jr. Yes. Oh, I, I remember the movie because there was a movie called Sidekick, yeah. too. Um, did you know where the term comes from? I don't. Okay, so the, the thought is, is that it originated in the late 19th century, early 20th century. The kick used to refer to as the front pocket of a pair of trousers. And that was the oh. safest pocket from pickpockets. So, by analogy, the sidekick was a person's closest companion. <laughs> Which I okay had no idea. I mean, that's amazing. Like again, I love the vernacular stuff. Like you find out like what these things mean. Anyway, just keep yourself close. Keep your friends close. I messed that up. It's villain. <laughs> keep your enemies. Cl- Never mind. Well, keep your friends close and your enemies closer, and your wallet even closer than that. Here in minute fifty-eight of Iron Man two for two thousand and ten. Obviously, I'm, John Favreau. I'm so confused because of what's taking place in the movie. <laughs> anyway, I That's digress. Uh, and then, uh, so yeah, we have it's it's Rhodey versus Tony, War Machine versus Iron Man. Uh, it's a battle for the ages. It's a it's a slobber knocker, Rob. It is. This is a slobber knocker. They're get into it. so. Uh, we pick up where he left off, which is uh, Tony. Uh, I should say, I guess Rhodey grabs Tony, and then Tony rockets backwards. So he activates his his boot jets, and then goes back to do. And they stretch right through the sauna. Oh no! I know, <laughs> but I love. Okay, but I love the. You know, we talk about this. We're going to talk about this again. Geography is great because this is cool that you get to see a set piece from earlier in the movie. It gives you an understanding of how everything connects, but that it's a fami- it is a familiar location in Tony's house. Yes, which I love. That. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's nice. That they they bring it back to the exact place where we saw uh, Happy training Tony, and then right. uh, the uh, the cover blowing Hurricane Rana from Natalie Rushman. Right. Wink. Uh, yeah. So it's and so you also get a sense of geography of the place too. So it's like, oh, it's just on the same level as the as the other one. Like come through. Oh, okay. Um, and then. Uh, uh, Tony says something that seemed sounded uh, very familiar to me. He was talking about Rhodey in the suit, and he said something. Oh, hi! We're rehearsing uh, a scene for the upcoming company play called uh, Put That Thing Back Where It Came From or So Help Me. <laughs> it's a musical. Yeah, put that thing back where it came from or so help me. So help me, so help me. And cut. <laughs> We're still working. <laughs> 
That's such a great show. That was awesome. Yeah, that was one of those. Uh, he actually says, uh, put that thing back where you found it before someone gets hurt. Uh, but yeah, that, that further came to me. Of course, that doesn't are far from my thoughts because when my daughter turned, I think, three, that became her obsessive movie, Monsters, Inc. I probably have seen that movie over 100 times because we had to watch oh. it every day. Uh, thank goodness to the people at Pixar are so good at their jobs yes. because I didn't regret it. It wasn't like, you know, something terrible. I was, gonna, I was about to name a couple of terrible kids movies, but I decided maybe that's not the best idea. But you know who you are. Yeah. Um, and and you probably like to move it, move it. Uh, uh. So <laughs> luckily that never crossed our path. But yeah, I've, I've seen Monsters Inc. a lot. Uh, so that would keep that. But good stuff. Uh, another, and, and both the part of the Disney family. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so the, the, this is I think interesting when you when you see something that you've seen a hundred times. This is like when you see a meme of something, and then you see where it came from, and you go, "Oh, that's what that meant." Like you know, there's the famous meme of uh, Buzz Lightyear and, and Woody, where Buzz is reaching out and like basically like gesturing wildly, like like widely, like and so like and basically like the usual meme is sort of like nothing but morons as far as I can see. I'm like, that's not what was happening in that scene. And right. so here we have, uh, Tony says that and starts walking away and then he, Rhodey grabs something and throws it. So basically it's a it's weight. Basically it bounces off him and so he slowly turns and looks around. That shot has been used in pretty much every Marvel promotional thing for the last 10 years. Oh yeah. That slow shot of Iron Man turning and looking over his left shoulder is in like, I think it's in the, the opening Marvel Marvel movie studios package. Every time there's a montage of clips, that's always in there. And it's like, oh yeah, that's the scene after Rhodey had thrown a disc and hit him in the back of the head with it. He turns around like, did you just hit me with a <laughs> Wait, And it's supposed uh, to be like this tough, like dun 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 dun. It's like, okay. no, it's clank. Hey. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> glad you just brought that up because here's here's what's really funny now. Yeah. When yes, and okay, the reason why that is used is it is a wonderful, s slow, oh, yeah. sneering look. And because the Iron Man helmet is so gloriously designed to give it that emotion when it has no moving parts, yeah. it works. The fact that not only is it because it's his friend and he got hit in the back of the head with a with a barbell weight, yeah. he's walking back into a sauna uh -huh. and he's walking back in to crawl through the hole he just <laughs> made like. The entire yeah. concept of that just cracks me up now when you really examine it because you're like, you're not going to just walk around the other way and go through the door? Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, just well, totally he, he, funny. he dropped his drink. He's going back That's, to get it. That's right. Oh, boy. Pepper pasta, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> that, that just, it cracks me up seeing it now. And I don't think there's anything bad. It's just... You're gonna how are you gonna get through the hole in the wall? Like what are you gonna yeah. do? You're just gonna like, what are you doing, man? But again, why he's his he's drunk. He doesn't yeah. know. He doesn't care. Yeah. He probably thinks that's the cool thing. Like that's actually sticking with it's a funny little detail that is still completely telling the story of what's going on in Tony's mind. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so then we see like, oh, okay, so we're gonna do this. All right. Yeah. So then uh Tony walks over and grabs a barbell and like drops basically the weights off of one side of it just to make, make sort of a hammer, essentially, like a or at least a, <laughs> a weapon of some sort. And then clang, like hits Rody with it, and Rody goes flying through the ring as up too. The only problem I have with this fight in terms of design is the sound design because it's 
a little bit too wacky because like yes. these are these are best friends now come to blows. This is the darkest time of Tony's life, and it's clang, yes. whing, like why, why? Like I, I guess, and I mean, like the music is one thing, but like the, I guess they're trying to like lighten the darkness of it by right. like. Oh, it's a cartoony fight. Look, it's just like nobody's really getting hurt. Yes, people are really getting hurt. Like no, both these guys are probably going to be heavily bruised by the end of this. Must the fact that their friendship might be over. No, you're. To I think you're totally right. I think that they tried to go for a little bit of uh, Roadrunner and Coyote yeah. in terms of the sounds, but yet the visuals. Okay, like right before this happens, you know, as he turns around, Rhodey then sends another frisbee you know with yeah. frisbee at him he ducks he misses <laughs> it misses yeah. it goes into what looks like the steam room or the shower yeah. i guess destroys the the window but okay i love the if you look at and slow this down you can see how the visual effects people the animation of the weight it's physics the seeing it break tiles on the back of the shower wall like yeah. the, the visuals i spot think this on is here. ilm oh this is... I, I couldn't. I couldn't guarantee that, but like, because he didn't talk about it in the commentary. But like, usually on on a big shot like this, I would assume that's what it is. And he talked about um, how uh, they the concept artist. So also, I, I couldn't because the, unfortunately, this was before Marvel started releasing all that stuff. I don't right. know exactly who the concept artists were. I. I know a couple of people who work there now. I mean, not personally, but like I know I'm fans of them now, but right. I don't know who was there then. But they said they had a lot of fun coming up with like, okay, you got two guys in armored suits in a gym. What can you do? So like from yes. the start, like designing this thing and then then letting the uh, the visual effects guys go nuts on it like that. I mean, that's got to be something that someone's really proud of. I hope that is on somebody's reel. Well, that like it, you know, yeah. like I worked on it. Like, I designed this, and you can see how I uh, mapped out, and then like tiles and the deformation of the wall, and like uh, each piece comes down. And and well, and I think it makes. And you're exactly right, though. It shows you how the marriage of both the visuals and the sound are so important because yeah. it is kind of hampered by the audio here. And again, I'm yeah. no. That's no. That's no knock towards. The, no, no, the, I, the expertise. It was a deliberate choice. It the artistic like, direction of this. Yes. is. Maybe not what I would have picked, at least yeah. in hindsight. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and so uh, we have then Tony standing over Rhodey saying, "Sorry, pal, but Iron Man doesn't have a sidekick," which is a pretty good line. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> like is. that's like because it's like, oh yeah, he really doesn't have a sidekick. <laughs> but you know, a lot of other superheroes, like you, like the from the list you mentioned before, are known for having their sidekicks. There's Batman and right. Robin, right. Um, but the Iron Man, there is no Iron Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Never has been. It's just because I don't know. I think That's part true. of it is is uh, that Tony Stark, uh, you know, was an adult when he became Iron Man. So like there was no ward he took on or of, anything. Of course, know. that changes in the future. <laughs> in the future, <laughs> That's right. In, in the future, is psychic yet? But maybe he will. Maybe from Queens. Yes. So then, come follows up that line with a terrible, terrible. line. <laughs> oh my gosh, Rhodey goes. Sidekick this, which is just the default. Like, I can't think of anything to say, so I'll just say it, the same word you said and then the word this. Okay. Wow. But don't you? God. Okay, now I know you don't like this, but I'm going to tell you this. I, I like this. Here's why. It's too many thises, but whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because here's what you get from Rhodey. Rhodey's super straight-laced. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, I don't think he's got the wit right now, at least, to, to have the really great lines. Again, that will change in the future. I think that's totally within character that now that he's getting his emotions into him and he's, and he's wearing the suit, like, let's not forget. 
yes, Rhodey is the consummate pilot. He is the consummate airman. He is the consul, con- consummate soldier. He's wearing the suit. And I would yeah. imagine there is a part of him that like becomes giddy like that. And that's how it came out. And I and I actually think it sounds weird. But when you think about the character, it makes sense. True. I, and I really got to say that I like the combination of stuff here that you can see the difference in their abilities using yes. the suit. Like as they're going through, when they first crash through, Rhodey just basically just goes completely ragdoll. Right. Like all over. And then Tony does the three point landing, like flips around, uses the repulsor, right. stops it off. He's drunk. And yet he's yes. still like in full control. Uh, you know, and, and basically it, it, it is, you can see the expert versus Rhodey is still thinking of this as just, he's just a guy. Like, he's just walking around doing stuff, not thinking about the fact that all there's all these systems and stuff in there that, that can be helpful to him. He really is just thinking of it as, like, now I'm wearing a suit of armor. Well, yes, but also there's these other things you can do. Uh, and so you can see that in the fight, too, like, it, when it comes out to just, like, he punches and kicks, and you know, and Tony's already already has thought about, oh, I can pick up the super heavy weight now because this suit can probably bench press eight hundred pounds or whatever. Right. <laughs> so, like, just grab this and use it. Uh, but now he's starting to figure it out. So uh, then, Rhodey grabs Tony and launches him through the ceiling, uh, right into his own bedroom. So once again, we're getting a nice yes. sense of geography of like how the house lay down. Now, in the commentary, uh, John Favreau talks about a deleted scene that was never released. Oh. Apparently. That bed was not empty. Oh. Because when Iron Man comes crashing down, that bed had Olivia Munn in it. Oh. Yeah. Well, oh. I, so uh, he uh. assumed that that deleted scene would be released on the DVD, which is what he said in the commentary before streaming or any of this stuff was a reality. Um, but. It never was, so I don't know if she was just sitting there, or was she cleaning watermelon out of her hair? Well, we don't know. No, she was she was waiting for Tony. Is that the implication? I, I, that's the implication that I got, but I, but that's just speculation. Oh. That was not. I say if I, I have not read Olivia Munn's book, where if she talks about her time at, with Iron Man two, so uh, maybe that's in there. Uh, if anybody knows Miss Munn and she would like to come on the show and talk about it, we still looking <laughs> oh, for someone to talk to during the we, credits. <laughs> well, because you know what, I'll tell you what, I would love to hear her opinion on the whole. I mean, seriously, if that's what she was brought in for for filming for this, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I, I mean, know. no, no, I and, and Olivia would love Olivia Munn. I mean, like, oh no, yeah, no we love Olivia Munn. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I she deserves. <laughs> she deserves. I, I would say. Boy. I would say uh, any actress shouldn't have to do that kind of no, stuff. No, like, especially fact, someone yes, Olivia thank Munn. You. Yes. Of, of her, yeah, like I, yeah, that's gross. Anyways, but like the fact that Lady Man was someone of note, yeah, like not just not just someone try, like trying to like I just want a big break. I mean, like for some people getting in there for the first thing, okay, fine. Like that's what it is. Like they're model slash actress. I can just be pretty. That's fine. Like yeah, whatever you no, got to pay your dues I, uh, and not be demean yourself. But like just have somebody who's like has a reputation already of note and that people know and to have like that. Eh. Well, no, and, but and let's that's all speculation. Well, no, and let's know. not even. I mean, like to say for the gig a, she got was much better. Listen, than listen to us two guys talk about <laughs> talk about this. Agreed. Trust me. Oh, believe me, my hypocrisy knows no. No, bad. trust me, everybody. We we hear ourselves. Oh yes. <laughs> let, let me just say though. It's not even that. It's just knowing I, that I, uh, I acknowledge that of the two of us, I am the problematic fave. <laughs> no, he's. I'm trying, but I'm trying. I'm really no, folks. I am trying. It's it's just look. It's not saying that 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 any actress, regardless of notoriety, 
fits into that role. That role yeah. just sucks. Yes. Like in the whole context of what we've seen, that, that role and go back to the last minute if you know what we're talking about. Yeah. We, or two minutes or ago. Go back to we, the we, to the very yeah. long <laughs> involved conversation we had about the apparent first appearance of Black Widow. Y- yeah. I mean ugh. Okay. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad that there's nobody in the bed. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. But I love uh, I love that again. Drop. It's a previous set piece. It's a previous scene yes. from the movie. I love right. this. Yeah, that, so we're I back into that. a set we've seen before. Yeah, right. Uh, and so we we have uh, in in the midst of this fight, uh, we have uh, a, a needle drop. We have the 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 remix. So we had apparently um, getting the rights to use music in a movie is very difficult. Having them remix with other songs is incredibly difficult. So this was a big fight apparently behind the scenes with the oh, lawyers wow. to have. Queen transition into the next song, which is It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock, taken from the album It Takes Two, released in 1980, um, which it seems like really, like, 1980? Like, <laughs> I was really surprised. Yeah. Like, that song has been around for that long. That song then is, you know, 30 years old at this point? That's that's Ugh. shocking to me. Like, it feels still feels contemporary, but yeah. anyways. Um, so, yeah, so mixing the two of them in. So that's where you've gone into that as, as the fight continues. Uh, and we have a, a, a cut to uh, the rest of the back to the party. And it looks like we're in the entryway. No, no. It's, it's, oh, no, this is the main living room. This is the, this is the main. Room. Okay, oh, so the other yeah. side of there is where the bar is. is right. That's what I'm trying to because we haven't seen that part of it in the geography of the film. So, like, we see, like, there's the there's DJ AM. Right. And then to the left of him is a bar, and then there's like then there's the hall, there's the doorway, and then the other side of that is where the kitchenette is. Right. So if the okay, DJ, I'm just let, to let's get say, my, so, my geography, and then a glass yeah, wall. On the other no, side. if this is if the DJ is at like six o'clock. Yes. This back wall where everyone right now is outside is noon, or like eleven o'clock. Okay, what's at nine? Uh, I think the fireplace. Okay. The fireplace, which we'll Fire, talk okay, about. Yeah. Saying, okay, I'm trying to get the geography of it. Yeah. Because okay, yeah. we're now we're doing it with the 180 rule. So now, right. like, we're dropping in, we're looking the other way. Correct. Correct. So, okay, so from this camera angle, we're looking out and seeing the crowd. And then, uh, as we had uh, Pepper and Natalie then come rushing into shot. On the left would be DJ AM. On the right would be, oh, I don't know, actually, what's the right? But then behind the camera would be the DJ. kitchen. Uh, sort of uh, to the right, to the right back. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just trying to get a, a sense of it. The, this was this was a little confusing to me trying to figure. Oh yeah, out no, it is. It is a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, we have uh, Pepper Natalie. So Natalie comes in running in, and we've got a continuity error. Yeah. Well, who is this person, Natalie? But she, she uh, looks yeah, but different. She looks totally different, right? Uh, because if you remember, the last time we saw Natalie was back before the party started when she was helping Tony put on on his on makeup and right. helping him get rid of the watch and stuff. Remember, like, how dirty do you want it? Like, right. that, that whole conversation. And she had a very well-tailored, like, brown... Gray. Uh, like, brown. I'd say grayish-brown. Yeah, okay, yeah. grayish-brown. Yeah, I'd say, <laughs> we're dudes, we don't know colors. Yeah. Um, uh, a, a dress on, too. But now, her hair's totally different, makeup's totally different, and she's in a... Uh, for a leopard print dress. Yeah, it's a little leopardy with some frilliness and a yeah. matching belt, spaghetti yeah. straps. It's not the same dress at nope, all. Nope, not the same dress at all. I really yeah. should change from that elegant dress to this. Why? Because no. continuity. These are from the deleted scenes. Like, this is actually from the original version of this. But for some reason, they figured it goes by so fast we wouldn't notice. Or we just assume that she dr- she got out of her really fancy high-end outfit and into this 
not as high end outfits. I, I got to be honest with you. Un- until I observed this doing the show, I didn't notice the problem originally. <laughs> so that's that's the negative part. There is a continuity error here. However, the awesome part is, and actually, uh, a couple of the videos I watched online, people have pointed this out too. Um, there's a really really cool moment that happens here too, because as uh, Natalie and Pepper are arguing, uh, and so Pepper is, is in full-on jealousy mode at this point, and she oh, says, yeah. don't you miss pots me, I'm on to you, you know what, ever since you came here, Tony and Rhodey come crashing through the ceiling. At that moment, if you look, Pepper just, Whoa! like, freaks out, oh, what happened? But Natalie goes into combat mode. If you look at really fast as she goes in, she goes oh, into wow. a full fighting stance. Like she puts her arms out ready. Like she, she doesn't know what just happened, but she's ready to fight it, which is really cool. Oh, like I don't know if that what? was directing yes. or if that was acting choice, but like that is great. Like that shows Natasha was ready to go on whatever was going to happen there. She was ready for the fight. Oh, that's and then, fantastic. And then immediately in the next shot, back to normal, back to Natalie. Oh, it's, and you know what? I mean, when you watch it, if, when you watch it, at full speed, regular speed, you have yeah. to pay attention or you will not notice yes. that at all. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. It's great. Okay. So uh, then she those... runs out of shots and then, then and, you know, but uh, then we see, uh, then Pepper, of course, is, ah! right. Oh, that's a great, that. no, that's a great little de- Pepper detail. Has, Pepper has still has a long way to go. Now, um, <laughs> okay. So one thing. Uh, and then, and then Happy comes right. running in. Pepper, like uh, we got to get you out of here. So okay, so one thing real yeah. quick to notice though about in terms of the fight is as this is all going on, when Tony gets blasted through the floor of the bed of the bedroom, we see yeah. uh, War Machine. He actually has now activated his thrusters and he is floating up yeah. through the hole. And I think that's kind of cool. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, true. We because well, no, you know, as we're talking about, as you said, is you know, Rhodey. We both are thinking Rhodey is a, is now getting his feet wet, right, in being mm-hmm. in an Iron Man suit. I think it also yeah. shows you that it's very much like a drone in that, you know, it's the idea of if you ever tried to fly like a regular traditional remote control plane, it's really hard. Drones, mm-hmm. on the other hand, you can put the controls in pretty much anyone's hand and in a few minutes they're going to figure it out to to a, a measurable degree. You can see where he's immediately figuring out how this works. The fact that he can already yeah. now, you know, manage himself you know, for lack of a better term, levitating. Um, that's pretty great. So as Rhodey then comes back in, we've, we've talked about now this conversation between Pepper and uh, Natasha. Um, yep. I would love to know what part of the upstairs they come through coming down into this. Is this like, you know, another another hole? Like, you know, because it's, it's oh, obviously right. not the bedroom. The, oh, bedroom, the bedroom is technically the somewhere else. The bedroom is above the gym. Right. And so they crash through another wall. And then down again. Yeah, so whatever is next to Tony's bedroom, right. and but above the thing. But, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, so another room, and then they crash So down there's a right little bit more. The, the they're, they're obviously moving around. And then as you see, as this Happy comes in. Now, again, this is such an interesting set, we're, set piece we're building. Happy's comes yeah. running in. Pepper is frozen in front of the fireplace, which we talked about, was yeah. on the left side. Um they're still fighting, and you can see there's there is real fear on Pepper. There's real fear yeah. and happy, and he's like, yeah. "We just have to get you out of here." He says, "Get out of here! Get out of here now!" And grabs her and pulls her out of the way. Uh, and then we cut to a shot of Natalie running off somewhere. She's sh- her job and, is done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that's that's literally where the minute comes yes. to an end. It, it's weird that that shot because they have this long shot, and it doesn't mean anything. 
Like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's not like, oh, she's going in, she now she's gonna steal Stark's secrets while they're all distracted. Like, it's like it's just like a three or four seconds of like if she she hasn't been in the party at all, right. I would remind you. Right. <laughs> Last time we saw her, she was helping Tony put on makeup and his watch. And she's been gone the entire time. Now here she is and she's running off. It's, it's, it's one of those things where Every once in a while, the, the uh, shot lingers, and you're like, is that supposed to mean something? Are we supposed to? Right. Should we be nervous about? But no. Uh, and she goes off, and that, and that literally is where the minute comes to an end, uh, as, as the, the, the boys are still uh, grappling with each other in the middle of the floor. Natalie, I would think, may not have a job tomorrow morning at Stark Industries. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of things here that we got to think about. Clearly, yeah. there's Tony and Rhodey. Clearly, yep. Pepper should be enormously pissed off, right? We have an entire yes, crowd of people right. outside a very dangerous situation, and I would think there's some serious liability issues for Stark Industries coming up. Maybe, oh, maybe, yeah, or maybe not. True. And let's hope this isn't a corporate sponsored party. Well, I mean, it is. It's Tony Stark's house, and well, he's not CEO anymore. <laughs> that's true. And and Natalie, she's got to look for a new job. There, there's that too. That's true. <laughs> So it's a pretty rough night. Pretty rough night at the Stark household. <laughs> rough night at the Stark household. <laughs> There's the title for the episode. <laughs> no, speaking. No, listen. Speaking of rough times, uh, if you need a place to come, a really, really exclusive place to come mm. and participate and and be a part of all of this wacky, crazy, true story world, you know where they can go. If it was me. I'd go to Discord. I, that's I, and that's what I'm doing too, but more or less. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> we have our very own Discord server. All of our friends over at uh, True Story have uh, dedicated channels, including our own. Very much, uh, our, our Marvel Movie Minute has transitioned away from our big green friend to our uh, drunk, overindulgent friend. Uh, so now it's the Marvel Movie Minute Iron Man thread uh, but all of our shows are there so if you're a fan of any of the shows of the next reel uh, you can hop on the channels or we have general chat channels or whatever you want to talk about you want to talk about television you want to talk about reviews you want to talk about movies we got places for all that stuff and the best part about it it's free just come and bash it out with us we're friends That's right we can never mind <laughs> just go to nextreel.com to the bottom of the page look for the big button that says discord it'll get you over there and get you in as a member and we're happy to have you there so the uh the 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 fight continues uh, and we're gonna have pretty much everything you could possibly imagine including that one thing that you can think of that's gonna be there too you do not want to miss it mid 59 where friend versus friend iron versus iron war versus Man, no, it didn't work. Close enough. <laughs> the robots will be a rockin' in minute 59, and you don't want to miss it. Enough said. Bye. Bye.